day, wherever you may be around the world, and thank you for your company. Once again, on truth2u.org. That's truth2letteru.org. Joining me is the president of the Australian Jewish Association. The website is jewishassociation.org.au. That's jewishassociation.org.au. But you'll find most of the action on that Facebook page. Simply search for Australian Jewish Association, like the page, and engage. Welcome to Truth To You, Dr. David Adler. Uh, thank you, Jono, and uh, delight to be with you. It's great to have you on. I'm really happy to have you here because uh, only a few weeks ago, uh, we were doubtful whether we were going to have you at all. Um, you posted on your Facebook page a picture of what looked like it, it looked like your head had exploded and all the contents therein were all over the floor. Um, modern medicine was able to patch you back together, put everything back inside and glue you back together. I don't know how that happened. Well, the head explosion is not quite accurate, Jono. I, I had a, a sudden, unexpected, major gastric bleed. Uh, so, yes, the, po- the picture was uh, spectacular, confronting, if you like. But I'd, I'd collapsed on the floor after, uh, to, to not, not embellish it, after vomiting up about one and a half to two litres of blood. Um, that was the, the problem. Uh, fortunately, uh, paramedics arrived quite quickly. My wife was present to call them and uh, our healthcare system was really good and I'm back to uh, virtually 100%. You, um, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, I saw the photo and it was, you described it as a near-death experience. Your, your wife, yes. who was, you know, thank God that she was there, uh, she believed that you were on your way out. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm very, very thankful uh, that you're still with us. And one of the reasons for that, of course, is that you and I are going to go to Israel. You can't I'm check looking out. For, I'm looking forward to that so much. And maybe that was the reason why, when things were in the balance, it tipped to the positive side. Because uh, uh, there, is a, there is a principle that if you're going to do a mitzvah, mm-hmm. um, no harm should come to you. Uh, we have a tradition that if someone is traveling, you give them a dollar uh, or, or some small token and ask them to use it for charity mm-hmm. so that they're actually, as part of the journey, they're incorporating uh, a mitzvah. Now, clearly taking people to Israel uh, and uh, helping with Israel advocacy is a major mitzvah. So, Absolutely. you know, on, on reflection, you've, you've probably come up with... Uh, the only element uh, that has sufficient merit to tip me on the positive side. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So just uh, for the listeners, that is in March that we are going on the 2020 Vision Israel Tour. Uh, as I say, bypass the fake news and view Israel with perfect clarity. What better year to do that than 2020? Uh, the Australian Jewish mm. Association, in conjunction with Israel News Talk Radio, uh, brings to you an experience, an Israel experience like no other, connecting you with both ancient and modern military history, security strategies, common sense politics within the miracle that is the Jewish homeland. And uh, we're really looking forward to it. It's going to be a very exciting tour. Details can be found on truthtoyou.org. So I'll put, actually, I'll put a link under this post. Now, before we continue, for those who have never heard of the AJA, can you give us a... Um... Well, I'll give you the, the brief version, John Oates. Uh... The Australian Jewish Association uh, was established because in Australia, uh, as has occurred unfortunately in many other places around the world, uh, some of the Jewish organisations have shifted more to more and more to the left politically, and in doing so have also moved away from genuine Torah values. So there was a, a big vacuum 
there's a whole segment of the community which was not being represented. So the, the two legs upon which HAA stands are firstly, we are, I guess, politically centre-right or conservative, and we are guided by Torah values. It's a pretty radical step mm. for a Jewish organisation to actually say that it's guided by Torah values. It doesn't impose any degree of observance on anyone who wishes to participate uh, with AJA, become a member, hopefully, uh, or join in the events. Uh, but it does mean that as an organisation, um, we are guided by Torah values. Now, importantly, the response from our community uh, has been spectacular. Uh, when you don't have um, significant resources, the platform on which you can get your message out, and you alluded to it in, in your introduction, is on social media. Um, so most of our news and views are published on social media platforms, particularly Facebook, mm -hmm. also, also some on YouTube, Twitter, and we have an email list. And uh, one of the measures that Facebook uses is called engagements, mm -hmm. which is uh, interactions with your page, comments, clicking link, whatever the interaction is. And for the last eight months, HAA on Facebook has been the number one Jewish page mm. in Australia. And on current trends, um, it is quite possible that by the end of this year, uh, we will be uh, number one in terms of social media platform uh, on all measures uh, for a Jewish organisation in Australia. We have tapped into a phenomenon mm. which on a micro level might have some comparison to the Trump phenomenon or the Brexit phenomenon sure. or some of the elections we've seen in, in Europe where uh, there is a significant uh, component of the community that are frustrated by political correctness, by not standing on principle. Well, we're, uh, we're guided by the uh, Menachem Bagan principle. Uh, I am not a Jew with trembling knees. Right. Um, we will speak out on the truth uh, on matters of principle rather than uh, bowing to political correctness. So that's AJA in a nutshell. That's AJA in a nutshell. And again, dear listeners, uh, Australian Jewish Association Facebook page, go there, like it and engage. I mean, I can tell you now that the engagements this week are uh, up around 20,000. People are really listening to what the AJA is saying and, uh, and engaging with it. You were in Melbourne just a few days ago. You and I caught up mm. and you gave a lecture on anti-Semitism. And I was hoping that we would be able to talk about that now. There's various forms of anti-Semitism and it's worth addressing and identifying uh, the working definition of anti-Semitism. Should we begin there? Absolutely. Look, the, if, if you say to the average person, what is anti-Semitism, they will respond, uh, oh, it's probably hatred of Jews or it's an irrational dislike of Jews or something along those lines. And that's not incorrect. But there are uh, formal definitions of anti-Semitism. The one that has been most widely adopted politically is the definition of the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance. Mm -hmm. And uh, the opening paragraph reads, uh, anti-Semitism is a certain perception of Jews which may be expressed as hatred towards Jews. Rhetorical and physical manifestations of anti-Semitism are directed towards Jewish or non-Jewish individuals and or their property. 
towards Jewish community institutions and religious facilities. So that's the formal definition. Mm -hmm. Uh, It then goes on to give uh, a range of interpretations and examples and uh, particularly pertinent to to us is that uh, it includes uh, discrimination against Israel, uh, uh, saying that the establishment of the Jewish state is a uh, a racist endeavour or uh, likening it to Nazism, mm-hmm. Holocaust denial, um, demonising Jews uh, with conspiracy theories. Um, these sort of things, interestingly, are the ones that UK Labor tripped up on uh, when uh, it was proposed that uh, they should adopt the definition and Jeremy Corbyn uh, resisted. So that, if you like, is the is the political definition. There's also a Torah-based view, and uh, it was best articulated by the uh, Lubavitcher Rebbe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a very good video which pro- is produced by former uh, UK Chief Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, who takes part of the Rebbe's uh, teaching and he describes uh, anti-Semitism as a virus which mutates. And through the ages, uh, anti-Semitism was sort of rationalised when, um, you know, at one stage, Christianity uh, accused Jews of being Christ killers. Mm-hmm. And that was at its peak during the Inquisition. Um, so that was hating the Jewish religion. It morphed later into hating the Jewish culture and in the Soviet Union in particular, which was not a, a religious uh, drive, but they banned, for example, circumcision. Uh, then it became a racial hatred. And the peak of that obviously was under Nazism when the objective was to eliminate the Jews because of their race. And now it's morphed again into hatred of the Jewish state. Anti-Zionism crosses the line into Mm anti-Semitism. Now, because Jonathan Sachs was uh, speaking to a large audience, he didn't discuss uh, the actual spiritual origin of that, of what he called the virus of anti-Semitism. And the Rebbe explains that uh, it actually arose at Mount Sinai when, uh, with giving the Torah, rather than holiness and, and physicality being separate, uh, these things were started to be brought together. The Jewish mission is to infuse spirituality into physicality and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, because of free choice, uh, the principle of free choice, which uh, um, humanity has, uh, for every good, there's an evil. And the opposite of the Jewish mission of spreading holiness is anti-Semitism. Right. Um, and shortly after Mount Sinai, and we actually read about it in this week's Parsha, uh, that uh, the Jewish people were attacked by Amalek for no reason. Mm-hmm. That was the first people to be driven by anti-Semitism and uh, attack the Jews on on their journey. So we have the political definition as defined by the uh, IHRA, and we have the the Torah um, reasons as well, and we need to be cognizant of both. Right. So you've mentioned the uh, International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance, the working definition of anti-Semitism. There is a Mm. list, as you say, uh, of how that may uh, be represented. There's a whole toolkit there, if you like, of what uh, anti-Semites may use uh, in mm. order to express their anti-Semitism. The interesting thing about it is that 
various tools of anti-Semitism appear in different expressions uh, today. For example, in right, extra far right uh, expressions, you have leftist expression, as you've already mentioned, uh, uh, Christianity, more classic anti-Semitism, because replacement theology is embarrassing when that which you were supposedly replaced hasn't gone away and won't go away. Uh, Islamic anti-Semitism and something else that we, we're going to get to, which is truly baffling, uh, but can you uh, explain to us which tools are used mostly by each of these um, factions, if you like? Okay, uh, taking it from the top, the largest single source of anti-Semitism in the world today, even though it's not politically correct to call it out, uh, is Islamic anti-Semitism. So obviously that's uh, religiously driven. Um, uh, Muhammad uh, saw the Jews as a rival when they... Uh, refused to convert to Islam, and uh, uh, very early on, um, there has been, to a greater or lesser extent through through history, um, Islamic anti-Semitism. Uh, that's religiously driven. Um, now, we, there are lots of anecdotal examples uh, uh, across Europe at the moment. Uh, there are places where it is dangerous for Jews to be or to be seen to be overtly Jewish because of the influx of Muslim migrants. Mm -hmm. uh, now, that's not to say all Muslims are bad, but to ignore the problem is is madness. Uh, we are impressed by a major study done by the University of Oslo uh, because it looked at violent anti-Semitic events over a 10-year period in seven countries. So, you know, having a... Uh, graffiti on a fence or a pole might be unpleasant. Mm -hmm. It doesn't actually, um, you know, cause the same degree of harm as attacking someone um, or destroying a house or breaking windows or whatever. Okay. Uh, so violent anti-Semitism, and in six of the seven countries over the 10-year period, uh, Islamic anti-Semitism was the highest. And we see examples of that in Australia as well. Right. The political left is uh, unfortunately growing. We've seen the anti-Semitism in UK Labor become infamous. We've seen it in parts of the Democrats in the US. Uh, we certainly see it in the Greens in Australia and parts of Labor. Just at the last federal election, there were a number of candidates who were exposed publicly as having uh, anti-Semitic views. A few were dis disendorsed, a few were not. And that's where you see the anti-Zionism tool used uh, most. They, uh, I mean, it's, it's an extraordinary uh, thing, the sort of uh, red-green alliance where uh, the, uh, uh, the left of politics will side with the Palestinian Arabs despite the enormous human rights abuses that occur in neighbours around Israel, mm. uh, it's, it's, it's overlooked. There is, of course, a far-right neo-Nazi uh, anti-Semitism. Um, White supremacy, uh, so on and so forth. Yeah, mm. of, of course. And we see isolated uh, examples of that. They're probably the ones that are uh, responsible for uh, posters and graffiti that we see from time to time as a group which has been highlighted called Antipodean Resistance. We have investigated them. They've now been taken down by Facebook, Twitter, and even their website 
has been uh, removed. But before they uh, disappeared off social media, we took screenshots of their material. They have some vile posters blaming Jews for all sorts of conspiracy theories. And they, uh, interestingly, looking at when we could see the images of their meetings, they uh, never had more than about a dozen people present. Although a group did infiltrate a uh, a branch of the New South Wales National Party, which was a bit of a worry. But when they were found out, they they were expelled. And then there's a a category which is extremely worrying, which uh, no one else seems willing to talk about. Right. I, uh, I want I want to get into that. Before we do get into that, can mm. I just can I just digress for a second? I want to go back sure. to his Islamic anti Semitism and because today is the uh, we're publishing this on the sixteenth of September. Uh, right. this is the anniversary of the brutal uh, murder of Ari Fould, fellow Israel News Talk mm. radio host. Uh, who I first met face to face at an AJA event, an Australian Jewish Association event in Melbourne, right? Um, and uh, we were going to meet Ari Fould in our last tour of Israel last last November, and unfortunately, on the sixteenth of September, uh, he was murdered. We ended up on that tour visiting his resting place. Uh, it, it was a, a horrible, horrible thing to have happened. What uh, incited? The murder of Ari Fuld in Gush Etzion on the 16th of September. Let me reinforce what you say about Ari. He he was an extraordinary person, mm. um, a, a, a real mensch. I had the privilege of having him at my home when he stayed in Sydney. We had some events for him in Sydney and Melbourne. We know that Ari Fuld's death, unfortunately, is so typical of the terrorism that sometimes occurs in Israel uh, he was stabbed in the back by a young Arab terrorist. Um, we know that there are two things that uh, are deliberately structured to incite terrorism against Jews in Israel. Uh, the first, of course, is the Palestinian Authority providing a pay-for-slay uh, program where terrorists who uh, attack Jews in Israel um, or their families will be financially rewarded and generously financially rewarded. So the terrorist who attacked Ari, who was fortunately captured, perhaps unfortunate that he wasn't killed immediately, he has already been paid by the Palestinian Authority. And the level of payments are are, are higher than, uh, than a regular job. The other thing that um, seems to be highly relevant is that in the uh, in the schools, in the educational system mm-hmm. that's administered within Gaza and uh, uh, parts of Judea and Samaria, uh, there is uh, in the educational material uh, a lot of um, stuff which would incite terrorism, glorifies terrorists. Uh, accuses Israel of being an illegitimate state. So from very young age, Arabs' kids are taught to hate Jews. We have uh, many uh, examples of uh, of this being uh, reinforced. Uh, there are videos of Arab students having left their schools, asked, you know, what did you learn today? And some of the statements are quite shocking. Mm. You know, I'm I'm ready to run over a Jew. I'm ready to stab a Jew. Mm. I'm ready to become a suicide bomber. Mm. So we see the the two arms 
the financial rewards and an extraordinarily warped educational system as being problematic. Right. Right. So before we get off this topic, let me just ask you about UNRWA. Uh, it's my understanding that uh, the US a, a year ago defunded UNRWA uh, hmm. and uh, because it, it cannot be uh, safely monitored that, that money isn't being siphoned off to pay for terrorist activity. Is that is that a fair statement? Uh, actually, Nikki Haley uh, was probably partly responsible for that as former uh, UN ambassador uh, for America. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a, an opportunity to look very closely at the um, UN and its agencies and uh, she recommended, uh, after trying to push through reforms of UNRWA unsuccessfully, that they were beyond reform and uh, America should not invest money in an agency which actually causes damage. It mm. doesn't help peace, it causes damage. Right. So, yeah, we, we've, we've got translations of the UNRWA textbooks. Uh, I've got about a 45-page uh, collation of examples and it's it's just uh, ridiculous stuff. We think it's outrageous that uh, Australia is still uh, contributing to UNRWA and working very hard to have that changed. And well, yeah, now we are. There, there was recently an article that uh, that hit the news. Uh, I guess a number of maybe a couple of months ago, uh, exposing UNRWA as a corrupt organisation on on various levels, many levels. Um, yeah. As a result of this, a number of countries pulled out of funding. Uh, Australia is not yet one of them. Why, why are we holding back? Uh, look, we've been uh, pressuring for 18 months that Australia should pull out of UNRWA funding. Uh, it's good to see recently that a couple of other Jewish organisations are on board as a result of that corruption okay. report, although they haven't yet latched on to the main reason why we should discontinue funding of UNRWA and it's the incitement of terrorism rather than the corruption. Uh, uh, Hamas uh, controls parts of UNRWA. Uh, At the last election of the teachers union, uh, there are 11 executive positions on the teachers union. All 11 are now Hamas members. Uh, We know that an affiliate of Hamas provides the Islamic studies in uh, UNRWA schools and It also serves as a uh, recruitment ground for the uh, youth military camps for Hamas. So, uh, you know, I believe actually that there's a problem in uh, our Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. They they seem to take an extremely uh, sympathetic and defensive view of um, supporting the the Palestinian Arabs uh, and they... uh, are reluctant to accept uh, uh, an organisation like UNRWA is not worthy of support. Bizarre. Now, listen, speaking of bizarre, this the, the, this next category of anti-Semitism <clears throat> and where it comes from is truly baffling. Uh, one that I have difficulty wrapping my brain around. Can you unpack it for us? Uh, yeah, you're obviously referring to Jewish anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, it, it is an extraordinary phenomenon But when you uh, reflect on it, uh, it's something that has existed through the ages. In modern history, there were Jews who worked with uh, Stalin, with the communists of the former Soviet Union to suppress the practice of Judaism uh, in the USSR. There were Jewish groups. And, you know, if you want something mind boggling, Mm. 
um, despite the publication of Mein Kampf and making the intention clear, there were Jewish groups who worked with the Nazis through the 1930s. Unbelievable. Uh, all the way up to the time that the tanks rolled into Poland. Mm. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, these were not stupid people. They're intelligent people. They were... Educated. Uh, yeah, they, they had uh, a view that, you know, if we keep our heads down and do the right thing and try to be peaceful, then that's the best way of resolving the threat of Nazism. We... Uh, at the talk that you refer to that I gave in Melbourne, I showed a picture of a demonstration of UK Jews uh, in America uh, advocating make peace with Hitler. Uh, and we see this today. Uh, now that anti-Semitism has morphed into anti-Zionism, mm -hmm. we, we see exactly the same behaviour amongst leftist Jews. Um, there are a whole variety of groups, uh, the New Israel Fund, uh, Jewish Voices for Peace, Jewish Voices for Labour in, in the UK, mm. J Street, etc. And right. th they're basically advocating more and more concessions to those that would do Israel harm as the solution in the Middle East. And it's just nonsense. It, it is nonsense. It's, uh, it was very telling. I'm, I'm sure you probably saw the articles uh, last week that uh, Linda Sassur, the, yeah. uh, the camp, BDS campaigner, uh, campaigner and so on and so forth, endorsing Bernie Sanders for, for president. What are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, I just hope that, he, that that endorsement is successful and he becomes the opponent to uh, President Trump in the federal election because I don't think uh, Trump could be gifted anything greater than have Bernie Sanders as an opponent, right. you know, a hard-left uh, socialist who's teamed up with uh, Linda Sassur. <coughs> um, uh, I'm sure uh, Trump will be saying his prayers along those lines right now. Right. Um, uh, it, it, it is bizarre. And we do see um, that affiliation amongst um, certain minorities of Jews. Uh, look, there is another explanation. There's a Torah explanation, and I, I, I don't pretend to be an expert on this, but we, we learned through um, the Torah that uh, some groups of Jews were attracted to paganism. And the Torah goes to pains to point out the evils of idolatry and following uh, pagan beliefs. Now, while idolatry is not a big thing today, um, there are beliefs which do fulfill the classification of pagan religion. And... Uh, devout leftism, where you put, right. um, you know, uh, with, without concern for the consequences, you bow down and pray to the pseudo god of socialism or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. We see we see Jews getting involved in uh, in these movements, and I just wonder whether this is not a modern uh, reincarnation, if you like of the old paganism that that's, some Jews were attracted to. That's really interesting. I've never thought of it that way before, and uh, that's very thought-provoking. Uh, it's an interesting uh, angle. Uh, now, now, listen, how, how has that been represented, that sort of anti-Semitism, Jewish anti-Semitism in Australia? I know that certain Jewish groups, uh, the AJA has had uh, some resistance from. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, we see exactly the same thing uh, happening in Australia. Uh, there is a, I mean, they're, they're relatively small, but uh, even from the time that uh, we first launched, uh, now just over two years ago, 
uh, our very first event in Melbourne, mm. uh, we were going to, uh, well, we ended up successfully discussing uh, a subject which is not particularly PC, but um, needed to be discussed, and that was uh, Islamic anti-Semitism. Uh, we had uh, an expert on uh, Islamic theology, uh, Reverend Mark Drury, who's uh, fluent in Arabic, who's uh, got a PhD in Islamic studies, and he was one of the presenters. We had a leftist Jewish group go to all sorts of lengths to try to get our venues that we had booked to cancel our bookings. It was it was extraordinary. I mean, we weren't preaching any violence. Mm -hmm. We certainly weren't advocating um, violence against uh, Muslims. Quite the reverse. We were exposing those that do preach violence. Um, we're very comfortable working with uh, with peaceful uh, Muslim leaders, and we, we have with a number of them. Most recently, we had a, uh, a speaking tour with uh, Dr. Zudi Jassa, who's the president of the American Islamic Forum for Dem Democracy. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was our first exposure directly targeting uh, AJA. Right. Uh, since, since then, they've been relatively ineffective uh, against us, but at a political level, uh, we see it a lot. The new Israel Fund is active in Australia. One of the organisations that they give money to is a group in Israel called Adala. Now, there have been videos published of Adala-funded lawyers uh, defending convicted terrorists who have done harm in Israel. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a particular case where a terrorist was convicted. Um, the family, which were not citizens of Israel, were identified as high risk. The minister responsible in Israel made a decision that that family should be deported for security reasons. And NIF grantee Adala provided the lawyers to fight against the Israeli government. Goodness. Now, uh, in our view, that actually crosses the line into anti-Semitism. Mm. If you are defending people who have done harm to Jews in Israel, that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. Well, there it is. Uh, that That's a, a fairly comprehensive uh, overview of anti-Semitism. Dr. David Adler, my friend, thanks for unpacking that for us. Look, thank you so much. The, the conclusion that uh, I was asked to address um, is the question after describing the rising anti-Semitism and uh, the causes, and we're happy to call out all the causes, mm. uh, was the question, should we be worried? Uh, now, anti-Semitism has fluctuated during the ages. Sometimes it's been high, low, whatever. There are two things that we see today that are cause for worry. Um, the first is a reluctance by some people to call, call out the cause. Right. While they will uh, jump on any uh, expression of neo-Nazism, you know, such as graffiti on a fence, and it's good that they do that and the megaphones are brought out to condemn it. Mm. If there's an Islamic hate preacher saying, uh, you know, things that are uh, potentially insightful or supporting conspiracy theories, etc., I'm not, you know, much more reluctant to call that out. Right. Uh, it's not PC. So that is a worry. You've got to be prepared to call out vigorously all the, all the causes. And the other thing we've just covered, which is a, a cause for worry, is um, Jewish anti-Semitism, and in particular, the anti-Zionism component. And we are unfortunately seeing uh, some Jewish groups, and uh, it's, 
significant universities where they are on board with that. And anti-Semitism is always worse when there are Jews involved in facilitating it. So so that, that is a cause for concern too. Absolutely is. Dear listeners, if you would like to travel Israel with Dr. David Adler and with Tamar Yona of Israel News Talk Radio, you can do that. The 17th to the 25th of March is the 2020 Vision Israel Tour. I will put a link to the tour under this post. You can go there and actually, you know what? There's a early bird discount uh, if you place your deposit prior to Rosh Hashanah. And we would love for you to come with us. It will be an amazing experience. Once again, Dr. David Adler, uh, thank you for coming on the program. And dear listeners, the AJA, Australian Jewish Association Facebook page, go there like that. You can go to the website. Again, that is jewishassociation.org.au, jewishassociation.org.au, where they can fill out a membership form. Is that correct, David? Yes, that, that is absolutely correct. There's a, uh, a membership tab and there's also a donation tab. And we need both, frankly. Right. I am a proud member of the Australian Jewish Association. You should be too. So go there and fill that out. Thank you so much once again, Dr. David Adler. Thank you, Jono. Hey, dear listeners, I'm John O'Vandor, a proud member of the Israel News Talk Radio crew and the Australian Jewish Association. Have you ever listened to the Tamar Yona Show and thought to yourself, oh, I wish I could tour Israel with Tamar and other like-minded friends? Well, now you can. I'm here to let you know that INTR and the AJA are partnering together to bring you the 2020 Vision Israel Tour. Sidestep the fake news and view Israel with perfect clarity on the 2020 Vision Israel Tour, and you can join not only Tamar Yona and other INTR staff, but the President of the Australian Jewish Association, Dr. David Adler. I and my co-host of the Israel on My Mind show, Ross Nichols, will be there. Our good friend, Rabbi Tovia Singer, will be joining us. And the world's best Israeli tour guide, Gershon Portnoy, are just some of the special guests and Israel advocates you'll be meeting that help make Israel great. So what are you waiting for? Simply go to israelnewstalkradio.com and click on the link to secure your place on the 2020 Vision Israel Tour. Don't miss out on the early bird discount. Tickets limited.